1: Good day to you. Good morning to you. In fact, good evening to you whenever you are listening to Soundtrack and welcome along. Thank you so much for choosing to join us for another week of the podcast. Thank you for your feedback as well. I love when you get in touch, whether that's you've enjoyed a specific episode or if you've just discovered us. So if you are a new listener, welcome along. We are very glad to have you with us along for the ride and I hope you enjoy diving into our rather extensive library now of guests on the podcast and our latest guest on soundtracking well I should say guests are writer director Julie Taymor and her partner both romantically and creatively composer Elliot Goldenthal. Julie and Elliot join me to discuss The Glorias a remarkable film about the life of journalist and activist Gloria Steinman with different actors playing her in various phases of her life. It's a device that allows Julie all manner of scope for narrative fun and games and elicits fine performances from leading ladies Julianne Moore, Alicia Vikander and Ryan Keira Armstrong. Plenty more on the Gloria shortly. First, a word from our dear friends at Grass & Co. If you are a regular listener to Soundtracking, you might have heard me talking about this brand quite a bit. That's because I'm a genuine fan of their products. And I wanted to clear a few things up for some of you who might not be aware of what CBD is and its benefits. CBD stands for, I never quite know how to say this, cannabidial, which is a natural extract of the hemp plant, which is both legal and non-intoxicating. Grass & Co are a premium CBD range of the finest quality, sustainably sourced and blended with complementary botanical ingredients like chamomile, ginger, turmeric and ashwagandha, which not only make it taste lovely, but help relax your mind and soothe your body. Why do I use it? Well, to be frank, it just makes my day a bit easier. I find it helps with anxiety, stress, and sleeping. So after hearing all that, maybe now's the time for you to give CBD a go. And if so, well, I can highly personally recommend Grass & Co products. Now, they've got three ranges, calm, rest, and ease. I'm particularly fond of the calm range, which also comes with lovely complementary products like aromatherapy candles, pillow spray, or something that I think is great for muscle issues, CBD Balm. They're all there to help you with your daily routine, bringing a touch of tranquility to whatever lays ahead for you. Grass & Co CBD oils contain no trace of THC. All the CBD products are totally legal to buy, consume and supply in the UK. Interested? Then find your calm with 25% off plus free shipping at www.grassandcool.com forward slash sound. That's grassandco.com forward slash sound. All you need to do is use the discount code sound at checkout to claim your 25% off the Grass and Coal Calm, Ease and Rest CBD range. Visit www.grassandcool.com forward slash sound and use the discount code at checkout to claim your 25% off the entire Grass and Coal range. And so to Julie and Elliot. And we begin with one of his cues from the Glorias, Leo's Days. And congratulations on, on the Glorias. What a fantastic and just a, a really interesting journey that I felt like I went on um, with this character. I guess the, the place I want to start with was in terms of what was the process of coming up with how the film would look and this kind of brilliant way of, of depicting her life through these generations, almost through these different women and, and young women playing her.
2: Well, as you know, it's 80 years of this woman's life. So yeah. from about six to 86. And I knew I couldn't do it with one Gloria, so why not do it with four or even five? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we, we, you know, when I was creating the script with Sarah, with the other writer, the idea was that, um, We would have these actresses, these four actresses. But for me, the real hook into how to do it was the bus out of time. So we have in black and white, this Greyhound bus, which is the archetypal uh, vehicle in America for for a journey, for the life on the road, my life on the road, which is the book upon which this movie is based. And on that bus, the glorious then, the various glorious can talk to each other they can commiserate they can cajole they can accuse they can laugh they can you know be either a al- very alone or very together yeah. and so that yeah. was the glue and uh that was the glue bet- the interstitial binding between all of the various places and scenes because there's over a hundred locations and 150 speaking characters and it's from India to all over America in, in all these decades. Yeah. So I yeah. that was the hook. It was sort of an ideograph. What is the what is the kind of abstraction of travel where she's forever going to the next protest, the next march, the next lecture, the next, you know, whatever.
1: Yeah. It's such a, a fascinating concept. Just as a a human to put yourself in the position of being able to either talk to your to your younger self or your future self. I love that notion. You know, it's not necessarily what would I do differently, but it's about having a conversation about it and talking about the decisions you did make or that you plan to make or you hope to make.
2: And then there's one other thing, which is that the different Glorias can actually enter each other's scenes. So. For instance, the taxi ride where Alicia Vikander is between Saul Bellow and Gay Talese, these two journalists who really talk right over her. Yeah. As a as a thirty year old new journalist, she didn't even know what to say. She was so shocked at how rude and. But then I could replace her with the Julianne Moore Gloria, who would really have a retort with a humor. Gloria Steinem is an incredibly funny woman, and yeah, and uh, is never aggressively um, critical. She finds. Yeah humorous witty ways to make her to make her criticisms or to give her answers to questions
1: I mean I went down uh, when she, when we when we see the real Gloria at the at the end of the film as well it's 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 such a beautiful moment as well and then I went down a complete rabbit hole of watching the most recent footage of her and and just God, the spark she still Throws out with her conversations and how considered she is with her answers to questions and stuff. It's, it's absolutely inspiring. I loved learning more about her life through your film. It was so
2: great. Yeah, her childhood is astounding. What made her an activist? What made her? And understanding why, for the most part, she didn't marry for the, mm. and she didn't have children because she became the mother to her mother. She is she is extremely vital even today. But I think some of her phrases really just. Tell us a lot, like when when Hillary Clinton lost, I remember that night at the house of Samantha Power, who was the ambassador to the u n and there were forty female ambassadors from all over the world there, mm-hmm. absolutely crestfallen that this had happened. We all were yeah and Gloria, Gloria's words at the end of the evening, well, now we have to look for the upside of the downside and <laughs> she, she, she lives that way. She lives with an unbelievably positive outlook on on darkness and she just keeps going
1: when you were writing it did you have did you know who your glorias were going to be did you you know did you did you write specifically with people in mind or did you or was that a process once the script was written in
2: well I I know the only one who was attached early was Julianne Moore yes I had to know who was going to play the kind of main Gloria that people think of as Gloria which is post Ms. Magazine You know, there was no documentary footage of the younger Glorias, but there is a lot of material about once she became famous. So I, she attached herself to, luckily we had her from very, from the get go and raised the money with that and uh, wrote the script with that in mind. And then I looked for the Alicia Vikander Gloria, you know, which was uh, interesting because she's never played a full out American before. It works it works and her accent is particular because it's also Gloria Steinem's accent, not just in (laughs) America. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Ellie, where did you start with the music as well? Because as, as, as Julia says, you kind of, you know, you transcend generations, you transcend countries around the world, but also there's this wonderful mix of, of, of score cues, but also, you know, it, it exists in music, Dave Pike and and you know various other kind of pieces of music that 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 are used within the film. How did you? What were the conversations you had about what the film needed to sound like?
3: Well, it's an ongoing process in terms of uh, conversations and back and forth and trial and error. Uh, but um, very early on, um, I, I thought about what could uh, be a binding unit, something that I can play in practically every period Mm. that period is no time that period is the bus that that travels throughout different uh sections uh chronologically of glorious life so um and roughly from uh, the 1960s to present it was one constant uh that's through the ethers through the air is the sound of uh, uh amplified guitar yeah particular sound, uh, I don't know if you ever had uh, the experience, uh, many of us do, uh, going to a sound check when you just hear a solo, uh, a guitar not performing, um, you know, in front of an audience, and they play, and there's something about the solo quality about it. And then maybe that musician, uh, him or her, or her is, is, is working out something personal, in their head. So, so it, it, it has a, a very particular experience that you don't hear on uh, in a concert setting. So I thought about that intimate guitar, rock guitar that weaves throughout the 1940s and 50s and, 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 and until present. A mishmash of time so the uh, 1930s is represented with a very hot club of uh, France uh, sound uh, on uh, acoustic guitar mm. Sometimes it's a string quartet. Sometimes it's an Afro-American style of of music was very jagged jagged and very um, avant-garde in the 1960s, uh, represented uh, by uh, many musicians in in, in Chicago, as well as John Coltrane, Ornette Coleman, as well as uh, warmer uh, uh, jazz-inspired sounds. In the 60s, felt to me like it had a kind of soul funk quality in the streets with Bella Abzug. as well as the, uh, thread of the, uh, 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 bus out of time guitar is the major backbone for the piece with one uh, other element, the, the sense of, uh, noble uh, music that you hear in movies. Uh, I held off on that. I held off until the, uh, conventions, So the big, uh, yeah. Uh, Miami convention the Houston convention the the uh, march on washington mm-hmm. so it had that noble ennobling music for ideas uh, of equality and era etc had time to grow with the character of gloria
1: was also um i i wasn't sure whether it was a an existing piece of music or or a composition for the film but the i wrote it down as the wizard of oz scene in the film with the macbeth quote and and. <laughs> that, that, was,
3: that, that was a composition originally that is
1: so incredible oh
2: my god uh well
3: <laughs> julie's gonna start to explain it
2: well no i mean the the we it, it is an homage to the to the wizard of oz but in fact that music isn't as powerful for our film as original music by elliot and it has humor and it has the dizzying and it's probably one of the largest orchestral more orchestral works but it it it's just it's got such a sense of humor and, yeah. and I love that because I really want that, that section to have irony and wit. It's not meant to be a ball buster or anything. It's there for fun. It's her inner inner imaginings of what do you say when a guy says something as stupid as that interviewer. said. (laughs) And I play with all the witch bitch stuff, you know, all of them. It's great. for a woman who uh either a woman of power or a woman doesn't give the man exactly what he expects or wants Mm -hmm. they're interchangeable those words so I did a spin-off of what that means of what that could possibly be with the with the tornado
1: and it's really really good I love the kind of abstract elements I think they just work so brilliantly because they for me they kind of like you say they're they're almost a kind of like an inner a look inside to her as a character almost in a way in terms of how she's how she is internalizing the situation that she's faced with or or what's going on around her. I love that.
2: I mean, one of my favorite pieces of music that Elliot did is for the treadmill. I love the treadmill, but the treadmill, these are some of these uh, there's sort of three levels of reality in the film. There is the normal dramatic actors acting drama and periods and places and time then of course there is the um extraordinary we have really great uh documentary footage because you just can't replace that you can't we can't do a march on washington in 1963 nor the women's march uh, i mean the conference in houston the real thing is better than a dramatic version even the real phyllis schlafly to me is better than seeing an actor act phyllis schlafly so I also did not just on the bus, but in these segments, seven or eight of these segments, I went into much more of a surreal experience of, an, of, a, of a moment. And sometimes it's very hard in a movie that's this ex- expansive to where do you go from the moment where she's in, uh, for instance, the taxi screaming at the racist taxi driver in New York. And the next scene is she's in India at a book uh, signing 10 years later. You know, it's like, oh, how do you make that edit? So these surreal uh, moments sometimes, again, were the binding, helped with that binding. And the energy that Elliot wrote in the music coming off of her anger is the first time we actually see her screaming at somebody mm. when she gets out of that taxi and slams yeah. the door. And, and I just took the one word that I had read in one of her books later, which was that part of her life, she felt like she was on a treadmill, and that's what happens to me, even with Shakespeare, you know, a word like that. The whole scene is then Gloria Steinem on a treadmill. And then Eliot created this uh, extraordinary music that also helped segue into this peaceful book signing where she's gathered her whole life, all of the highs and lows, into a moment of of understanding how that is a great thing for her that it yeah. culminated in this book my life on the road so i think between us we work very closely together on that how long is that about a minute or less uh,
3: about a minute
2: uh, about a um, minute yeah, yeah
3: 45 seconds
2: yeah we're heightened everything
1: Does that start for you, Elliot? When those conversations have been had, you know the the idea of the treadmill, and then also that kind of Wizard of Oz thing. What's where's the starting point for you in terms of of, of what you're creating and, and how it's going to marry the the emotion and the the
3: performance? Well, it starts with a, a physical response. In in uh, the uh, in the Wizard of Oz thing, uh, the sense of spinning was very important uh i should be spinning this way or that yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, counterclockwise spinning of, of the uh, uh, tornadoes and um oh, go, water going down the drain <laughs> from <on> the northern <laughs> hemisphere yeah. uh, uh th- this spinning is also in in uh, a lot of uh, dances uh throughout the world particularly uh a uh, tarantella in italy it was uh trying to, escapade, uh, to, to Get rid of the venom inside you that you have bottled up and uh, the, the the bite of the uh, tarantula and trying to get the poison out of you. So they spin and spin and it's wild and wild. And then the the, uh, the motion of the spinning is very similar to the, uh, the, the, the tornado uh, to, uh, like a uh, circular movement. So, so I picked them on, uh, on that on that and tried to make it a kind of a ride that you can't stop you know it's 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 uh it's it's a motion that you can't just grab onto and say come on I want to get off <laughs> they can't can get off And uh, the other one, the uh, treadmill, the guitar c- comes back. This time in a big, amplified, a- a- a stadium rock kind of uh, solo, uh, but uh, accompanied b- with a string quartet. And the string quartet is four individuals that has a singular voice, and that uh, it's a kind of a thing in uh, uh, violin playing. Uh, downbows and and uh, uh uh downbows is a very very violent do 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 very stinging and uh that y- you can feel the slings and arrows of constant traveling that gloria uh, went through through all lies and the crap she put up with men etc etc <laughs> and you can feel that as well as a kind of slightly triumphant, slightly rising above the top guitar, amplified guitar solo, uh, rising above that.
1: you consider both in terms of, of the score and also the, the choices of needle drops within the, the, the film of what what Gloria's choices of music were you know in life and her, her, her likes and dislikes when it came to to music was that something that you you kind of looked into at all in terms of you know what she was into and what she listened to? I, I, I watched an old interview with her actually I think it was like an Oprah interview and they were talking about music. And it was really interesting. What did she say? I can't remember who she who she um, who she referenced, but it was obviously an old artist that I wasn't really familiar with. And Oprah was like, whoa, you're going way back there," sort of thing. But it was quite interesting that her first kind of go-to. I, I was just it made me think. I wonder if that's because that song reminds her of a time or whether it's because it's the actual piece of music that she remembers, I was I was kind of fascinated by that. But you know, whether it's like the Count Basie Orchestra choice for that beautiful tap dancing scene in the barbershop and things like that. I just
2: wondered whether they had a connection specifically. Yeah, the scene in the barbershop, uh, she told me that it's not in any documentary or any book. Amazing. She said they would play race records. That's what they were called. So we chose the piece of music for the tap dance. But it was definitely the kind of music that she loved at the time. She loved Hollywood movies, and she, for her birthday, her 50th birthday, actually, Bette Midler sang at her 50th birthday. The original Bette Midler sang. So for wow. a moment, we thought, well, let's get B- Bette playing Bella, but let's that's get amazing. Bette's daughter, who looks exactly like Bette, to lip sync. That, that idea went nowhere. I didn't bother with it. But, um, you know, she she loved all kinds of music. She's, she's just a completely... Yeah, I don't think there's anything that's well, about it's it's
3: mainly like a a room you see a certain light and a certain darkness uh you know um uh, it, it it's the it's the ze- musical zeitgeist we, we put her into each time mm-hmm. you know uh like the uh, funk music uh soul music in new york or uh uh the the the, the jazzy music on the jukebox in the beginning with her father. Yes,
1: yeah, so love that. I love that so much. When they get the umbrellas, the umbrellas with the jukebox is just the cutest thing ever. Just, it's <laughs> well, just, also- when you pull back and you see what it is, you're like, oh my god, that's amazing. I love yeah. these
3: two. And, and the sound of the music is very very uh, reminiscent of the uh, 1930s, although it's compu- uh, composed. But it's also handmade, you know, you can have uh, three musicians playing that in a small room somewhere in uh, Toledo, Ohio, yeah. you know.
2: The other thing is that that particular melody is heard throughout the movie. And in, in particular, at her 50th birthday, he took the same melody and made it into a um what, what do you call that? Romantic, romantic
3: sultry, uh, jazz. Uh, when she's dancing <laughs> with the two men, yeah. the
2: only time she's dancing with these two men, but but because the real love story in this movie is uh, that kind of love story is really Gloria and her father Leo. Mm-hmm. You know, that was the one man who was the major love of her. She had many great boyfriends, and she did marry David Bale, um, Christian's father, but I think the one that really taught her how to be friends with these men even after she split up with them is is Leo Steinem. Yeah. So Elliot was able to take a few of these beautiful themes and change the quality of the orchestration to fit the scene or the uh era. Mm-hmm.
3: friends and, and, and glorious in the movie uh gloria points out there was mini marriages yeah
2: I love that you know, marriages. yeah
1: yeah yeah I like that I love her that interview it's so great you know I've got a particular friend that I'm gonna start asking her to use that phrase from now on when she she refers to to her relationships mini marriages that's the way it's it's great. I like it a lot. It's good. Yeah she
2: spent one time with one person for a while. And then the
1: and then moved one. on. <laughs> <laughs> um, listen, before we run out of time, I hope you don't mind. I just really love to to mention Frida um, quickly, if that's all right. Because I mean, oh, um, doing an injustice by by saying mention it quickly. But uh, you know, another another great example, actually, of of where you've 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 done this fantastic thing with giving us your interpretation of the life of a wonderful woman and a wonderful woman who made a difference and still continues to make a difference, I think, as well, in so many ways.
2: What are your memories of of that film? I love that score so much. I mean, of course, it won the Academy Award, so I'm very proud that it was on a film I directed. <laughs> a great time making the film, except in post-production with Harvey Weinstein, but there's been plenty written about that. I mean, he was a monster and we had to struggle a lot, but we ended up putting the movie out that we wanted to put out. So I have Amazing. no feeling that, that the audience didn't get to see the director's final cut. That is my cut. I had to sneak it by, but it is my cut. Maybe there was one little teeny scene that I wish I hadn't cut, but it's not. it, it wouldn't change the movie that much. And Salma was astounding. She went through a lot of pressure and she hit a lot of it. But we had a great time because we adore Mexico and we work with Rodrigo Prieto, who's the same DP who did The Glorias. And now he does all of Martin Scorsese and he's the Inaritu, you know, did a lot of Inaritu. So we had an amazing time in Mexico making this film and really feel proud about it. I love the cast in that movie as well. It's amazing cast. Yeah, it was one of my films that I watched
1: in lockdown that was a savior, to be honest, in terms of just escaping to that to that world for a couple of hours. It was it was absolutely wonderful to watch that film again. It'd been a while since I watched it. So it was and then when I was like, realized I was coming to chat, just like, I've got to ask them about
2: Frida. (laughs) Oh, and Frida, Frida had those paintings coming alive. Mm hmm. There were six or seven and I did model these surreal supernatural moments in the Glorious after that, because it was we were able to I, I hate when movies just stick a camera and try to show you what the, what is the exterior. The whole point of being an artist is that you get a different perspective, that you can put the camera anywhere and also that you can put it into the imagination of the main characters. You know, that that's what you want to do is visualize, physicalize what's going on in the interior landscape. So, Frida, Frida, I did that with Titus as well. I don't know if you ever saw Titus with Anthony Hopkins, but yeah, that's a nice
1: scary one. (laughs) Yeah, scary one. Yeah. Ellie, what, what about the, your Oscar winning score for, for Frida? It just sounds so luxurious and, and fun to have made. Was it, was her world easy to create sonically? Was that story easy to create sonically?
3: Well, uh, uh, the word uh, I was looking for intimacy, intimacy. Uh, uh, when, uh, For example, you can be an incredible intimacy with sadness. Uh, with um, um, political thoughts, etc., etc., et cetera. Et cetera. Uh, and she was injured very seriously. So um, spending so much time alone in bed uh, with, uh, you know, uh, under uh, painkillers, drugs and medications, I felt like something had to be as tangible and intimate that you can invite on your pillow to uh, serenade you, yeah. you know? And uh, this, sometimes it's solo instruments playing the most most uh, personal things that, you know, almost a guitar whispering in your ears. Opened up to uh, exterior scenes where she's hobbling yet yet she's living outside and dancing and then going to uh, uh, going to uh, 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 fruit stands and vegetable stands in Mexico and picking out fruits. You know that when the music gets lively, you feel like you actually uh, open the door and feel the fresh air. Again, the, the, the orchestration was very limited to types of music, uh, instruments you, you can hear in Mexico. And uh, until a European, uh, especially a, 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 a particularly European gentleman, enters the picture, it's just Trotsky. As soon as the Trotsky European enters, you hear a string orchestra and it sounds so different than the uh, um, uh, Mexican atmosphere that you hear. And also um, the choice of uh, not my music, but folk music and Mexican compositions. That was sung throughout the movie in the different periods. Uh, into particular, Travella Vargas, uh, in the hair cutting mm. scene, La Llorona. Cetera, La Llorona. Those beautiful um, uh, choices, you know, really um, set the music in in a way that actual real Mexicans listen to that stuff and uh, it was very moving to them as opposed to uh, uh, uh you know tourist uh, uh <laughs> non Mexicans have an impression of Mexican yes.
0: music yeah
2: no sé que las flores llorona, las flores del Campo santo
1: Yes, it was. Um, it was. It really was an absolute treat to to go back and experience um, that film. And um, it's been so great to get to chat to you both. It really is lovely to get to chat to you together as well. And and um, and huge congratulations on on this film as well, The Glories. And I'm very excited to see what's what's next as well but um but yeah thank you so much for your time it really is a an honor to get to chat to you both thank you so much julia and elliot you take care thank you thank you guys stay safe thank you bye Bye from the beautiful score to Frida that's Burning Bed, rounding off this latest episode of Soundtracking with Julie Taymor and Elliot Goldenthal My huge thanks to Julie and Elliot for joining me, The Glorias is available on Sky Cinema now, with Elliot's score available via Zara Thruster Music Head to edithbowman.com to find a link to a Spotify playlist for the show featuring the music that we play in the order it appears so you can hear every track in its entirety. We have a playlist for every episode of the podcast. My website is also the place to catch up with all of those other episodes of the podcast and subscribe if you haven't already. We're also on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. We are at Soundtracking UK and also on YouTube where I put together a regular show featuring the great and good from the world of film, music and TV. Next up, beyond excited to welcome back a guest who has got quite a lot going on at the moment. Um, We could have talked about Cruella. We definitely mentioned the next series of Succession. We talked at length about his incredible score for his latest Barney Jenkins collaboration. Nicholas Brittell is back on Soundtracking next week to talk about working with Barney Jenkins once again on the phenomenal Underground Railroad. Join us and listen to Nicholas Brittell on next week's episode. I very much look forward to the pleasure of your company then.